to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And we welcome you to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. If you've listened to our podcast in the past, we've interviewed a number of people who've had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a type of cancer that starts in the lymph system. White blood cells called lymphocytes grow abnormally and can form tumors throughout the body. Our guest today was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2016 and had a 14 and a half centimeter tumor in her chest. That's a tumor of almost six inches. And joining us from Colorado to tell her amazing story is Kelly During. Kelly, thanks for doing this. We greatly appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Kelly, what did a tumor of that size feel like? You know, it's funny because it took a while for me to get symptoms that the tumor was even in my chest. In March of 2016, after I had returned from a trip to Sedona, I actually started to experience some coughing. And after I'd been coughing for about three weeks, I decided to get it checked out. And my doctor thought that it was bronchitis at first. So I got prescribed some antibiotics and they didn't work. And I had gone back in for blood work and some other tests. And I was starting to feel a little more tired than usual too. And so my doctor thought it might have been mono or something. But um, of course, all of the tests, you know, came back and I didn't have any of those things. And another couple of weeks went by And this was a dry cough too. So it was a cough that I wasn't producing any mucus and it was straining my throat and it was just really unusual. So I finally asked my doctor if I could get a chest x-ray. And so after about, oh, two and a half months of having these things happening. I had my chest x-ray around June of 2016. And that's when they found a mass in my mediastinal cavity in the chest. And when they told you you had a mass in your chest, were you concerned that it might be cancerous at the time? Yeah, it had crossed my mind. I guess I was trying not to think the worst, but yet I always kind of prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Um, And so I, you know, didn't necessarily want to completely think that it was cancer at first. And I started changing my diet and just trying, tried to help my immune system out right away. And then I had a biopsy done on the tissue, on the mass that was in the chest. 
And then in July of the test came back positive for stage, or I should say diffuse large B-cell non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And how did you process that emotionally when you were told that? It was a pretty big horse pill to swallow. I guess it was surprising because I... I was a massage therapist and teaching yoga, and I also was an esthetician. So I was practicing a lot of healthier routines. I liked to juice. I was mostly vegetarian. I did a lot of yoga. And so it was kind of surprising to me and to a lot of my friends and family that I had come down with this. So what was your next step after you were told that you had this cancerous tumor in your chest? What happened next? Well, I was set up to see an oncologist and see... Of course, well, she wanted to stage me and she brought up chemo, but she wanted to stage me first. And so I had a PET scan done in July also. And so I was fortunate enough that at least it hadn't spread to other areas of my body. And so I was just in stage one. But my oncologist thought that because the tumor was over my chest, that it was compromising my heart and lungs. And she didn't want me to do massage therapy because she thought the extra pressure from doing massages wasn't helping my chest either. So I had to stop working And then she spoke to me about starting chemo. And I really was against chemo. And I told her that I wanted to research. And she couldn't believe, I guess, that I didn't want to start doing chemotherapy right away. But I asked her if she was in the same situation, if she would. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then I said, well... (laughs) I I actually, I had read a book that kind of gave me different perspectives on allopathic medicine versus naturopathic medicine. And it was the MD emperor has no clothes. Everybody is sick and I know why by Dr. Peter Glidden. Oh, right. Yeah. I think he lives in Wisconsin. Okay, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, he's a naturopath. So, okay. Well, that's interesting because I was living in Wisconsin at the time that I was um going through all this. <laughs> but yeah, he kind of helped show the differences between the western medicine system and more of the naturopathic medicine ways. And he asked to ask your doctor some questions when you got diagnosed with serious disease. And one of the questions too was, how much money are you making off of the treatments that you want to give me? And I actually decided to ask my oncologist that question too. And 
it made her really uncomfortable and she just <laughs> her jaw dropped and she was like I can't believe you asked me that and I'm like well I also make money off of doing services and selling products as a massage therapist and so I was wondering if it was similar for you she pretty much avoided a- answering the question And later I looked it up, though, and I found out that oncologists do usually make, and this was back in 2016, but they made between five and $6,000 off of each round of chemotherapy they prescribe. Yeah, they get a whopping commission every time they write a prescription for chemotherapy. Like, what kind of incentive is that? Yeah. So that also made me really wonder about you know, our medical industry in Western medicine. And it was really interesting kind of how a lot of things were synchronizing with my situation because I had a cousin and his wife, they had a daughter that had Icardi syndrome, which was a brain malformation. And she also had epilepsy because of it. And so they were actually researching CBDs and THC to help their daughter with her condition. And I reached out to my cousin's wife, Heather, and I asked her if she thought that the people that were giving her information had any information on cannabis oil helping cancer or killing cancer. And so she helped give me some contact information to some people at Haley's Hope. And I was able to talk to staff and they were like, oh yeah, THC shrinks tumors. And I was like, really? And they're like, you usually have to take a really high dose and you have to take cannabis oil. But they basically said the most general formula for treating cancer was a thousand milligrams or a gram of cannabis oil a day for 90 days. So you were at this crossroads where your oncologist tells you you should be taking chemo. You did a bit of research and found out that cannabis oil also kills cancer. What did you do? Well, the next appointment I had with the oncologist, I basically told her that I was going to move to Colorado. I had talked to my cousin's wife about, well, I'm sorry, I need to back up a little bit. My cousin's family was planning on moving to Colorado And so they were willing to let me stay with them so that I could also take cannabis oil to treat my cancer. And so the next appointment I had with my oncologist, I basically told her that and she couldn't believe it. She was like, are you you sure? Are you sure you're going to make it? And I was just like, what are you telling me that I'm about to die? <laughs> like, she never told me that, you know, I, I was close to death or anything. But it was like she kept trying to scare me into taking chemotherapy as fast as I could. And I'll admit, I wasn't feeling great. 
but I actually had started increasing my THC while I was still in Milwaukee. I had a friend sending me some edibles so that I could start increasing my dose. And I had been using this while I was living in Wisconsin because I always felt like there were some medicinal values from using it. And so I had, it wasn't new to me, I guess, to work with cannabis. So did you at all undergo chemotherapy? I did. I ended up moving out to Colorado and I moved to Colorado in August 8th of 2016. And I had already been sending or getting my mail sent to my Colorado address so that when I had made it to Colorado, I was able to get my Colorado driver's license pretty much right away. And then after I had my driver's license, I could see a medical marijuana doctor and apply to get my medical marijuana card because I wanted to receive the medicine through Haley's Hope just because I felt like it was a reliable source. That is something that is a little difficult to, especially on the rec side, I would say, sometimes to find a good quality oil. And so I I wanted to start off using something that I felt more confident in. And so I liked all of the information that I had been getting from Haley's Hope. And they had an oil that was a one-to-one. So it had a very high percentage of THC and CBD. And it was called their Canatol oil. And it was pretty expensive. I actually had to start a GoFundMe. And I was so lucky and I'm so grateful. I had so many friends and family donate to my fund so that I could actually afford the move to Colorado and afford to start taking the cannabis oil. So I started taking the oil. Then after I got my medical marijuana card, August 16th, and because the tumor was so large, I doubled my doses probably a lot quicker than most people and a a lot faster than you should because it's not a very comfortable process. Were you doing it all orally, Kelly? At that time, yeah, I was. Okay, well, that process is a lot less uncomfortable now because we're doing the majority of the dosing rectally, so there isn't that, uh, that impact of the high to deal with. Yeah, I didn't know, I guess, as much about taking the suppositories at that time. I did learn about them after I had been on the oil and actually after I ended up going through my first round of chemotherapy. And basically, I made it to the gram of oil on August 29th. So I basically started taking the oil on August 16th and I was up to taking a gram on August 29th. Yeah, you're pretty buzzed for a while. Yeah, I definitely had some days that I was just laying 
on my air mattress, looking out the window and watching the clouds. Oh, Kelly, maybe, I think it's important for listeners to know if you were doing a one-to-one and you got up to that gram a day, I mean, that in itself is amazing. But if you were doing like straight high THC, it would have taken even longer because that CBD is going to negate some of the psychotrophic effects of the THC. So i.e. this is not necessarily recommended for people to try and start ingesting a gram within two weeks. No, it's not. And like I said, if my tumor hadn't been so large, because at this point, I actually had, I felt like I was starting to talk funny, because I still had the cough. So I had a cough. And it was definitely straining my throat. And the tumor was putting pressure on my lungs. When I first moved out to Colorado, everything was a little hard because of the elevation too, because I was adjusting to the elevation as well as to the, the cannabis. So I, I definitely wasn't that comfortable, but because of the way the tumor was making me feel, I basically just felt like I really had to take some action fast. Kelly, did you do a multi-strain oil or was it just single strain? You know, I'm not exactly sure. I'm going to expect that it probably was single, particularly back then. So basically, my cousin's family moved out to Colorado after I moved out. I was staying in their apartment before they were there for a couple weeks. And by the time they moved out, I had been taking about a gram a day. I had just started. And my cousin's wife was training to be a CNA so that she could take care of her daughter. And I actually started feeling worse. And I had more shortness of breath. And I went to my oncologist and she gave me albuterol to try to help, but that didn't help at all. So I was talking to my cousin's wife, Heather, about it. And she said, I think you should just go to urgent care and get a chest x-ray. And I, I did that. And I'm really glad that I did because in the chest x-ray, it had shown that my right lung was filled halfway with fluid. So I ended up having to go to the emergency room after they saw that. And I think what happened was the tumor actually started to shrink and cancer cells were dying, but I don't think they knew where to go. And they ended up filling my right lung with fluid. And so, unfortunately, I, I had to go into a little so that I could get my right lung drained. And then that's when the, the nurses and the doctor there also kept saying that I needed to shrink the tumor faster and try to get rid of those dying cancer cells. And they told me that chemotherapy would do that. And they even called my parents and they were like, you know, Kelly really needs to start chemotherapy because 
her condition is getting more serious. And if she doesn't start it, then she could possibly die in a couple weeks or so. And, you know, I really never knew what to believe because I knew that doctors do like to scare their patients into doing things too. But at this point, I guess I just wasn't sure. And so I decided to take my first round of chemo. So Kelly, did you do uh, cannabis oil in conjunction with the chemo? Yes. I was advised not to take cannabis oil on the day of chemo because it would just be a waste. Oh, we don't want to waste that chemo. (laughs) (laughs) So I took it as soon as I would get back after the round of chemo. And I actually, um, after my, I think for my second or third round of chemo, that's when I found out about taking suppositories from another guy that was making cannabis oil that I was getting donations from every once in a while because the gram of Cannapol, the one-to-one, was $100 for each gram. So this stuff was not very cheap. So, Kelly, when did you notice that the the tumor in your chest was starting to shrink? Well, I found out basically in January of 2017, they did another PET, PET scan and the tumor had shrunk in half. Wow, in half. Yeah. So I had gone through about, I think, three or four rounds of chemotherapy at that time. Actually, it was three, I remember, because I thought, okay, maybe I only need three more rounds of chemo and then the tumor will be gone. And I decided to, I guess, keep doing the chemotherapy because I thought, okay, if it's you know, getting rid of the tumor this fast, then it should be gone a lot sooner. But after my fifth round of chemo, my body just couldn't handle it anymore. Like it was probably one of the worst things I've ever experienced. Just the complete feeling of being nauseous, And all of the side effects that came with chemotherapy. And I was alone, too, for most of the time. I had my cousin's family in the beginning. But because of my cousin's daughter condition, I, you know, I did quite a bit on my own. And then I ended up moving to another place because it was a little cheaper for me to stay at because that was a big issue. Finances was a huge issue when I was going through this because the amount of medicine that I had to take costs about a month's worth of rent. And then I had to, you know, pay for my living also. So I actually started working for my caregiver, Jason Cranford from Haley's Hope, because he needed trimmers. (laughs) And I thought that I was in a place that I could start working. And I knew that I wasn't ready to necessarily try to start 
working in a spa or doing massages again, but I thought that this kind of work would be less stressful and a little easier on my body. And because finances, you know, were kind of stressful, I thought it would just help relieve some of the stress from that too. Kelly, where do you stand today? What What's the status of your tumor? I just wanted to mention that when the tumor shrunk down to five centimeters, which I found out in March of 2017, I decided to stop chemotherapy. And that was after five rounds of chemotherapy. So then I just used cannabis oil to shrink the tumor from five centimeters, basically down to nothing. And I did go off of a thousand milligrams after the tumor had shrunk down to five centimeters. Also, I reduced my amount to about 750 milligrams a day. And so I was taking that until it shrunk down to three centimeters. And then I reduced the oil amount down to 500 milligrams a day. And then in January of 2020, I got the best news ever from my oncologist. And she told me that I was in remission. Excellent. That's great. So the the tumor is essentially disappeared within your chest. Yes. And I also had just had a CT scan this year, mm-hmm. and it still was clear. There's, there was no tumor or new growths of any kind. Are you doing a maintenance dose? I do. I like to take oil every once in a while, and I like to also still, I still smoke cannabis from time to time and take edibles too. Kelly, I really encourage you to do a maintenance dose every night, just a small amount. Unfortunately, we've seen over and over again where people quit and then it comes back with a vengeance. So just a small amount, somewhere between one and two grams a month. Or if you want to, I always err on the side of caution with people and say two to three grams a month, but just a tiny little bit every day at night or something would be my recommendation from what I've seen. That's good to know because I have thought about that. And I do know friends and family that have gone into remission and then they've also gotten cancer again. So I have really thought about taking some preventative doses. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I just would hate to see this come back after everything you've gone through. Yes. Kelly, you've, you've got an amazing story, and the perseverance that you've shown is remarkable. And to go from a tumor, which was six inches, almost 15 centimeters in your chest, to having disappeared is really a testament to your perseverance. And we thank you for doing this. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you. I, I'm glad that I can share my story with others because I definitely was looking for stories like these when I was on my journey, because it really does help to know that, you know, people can can get rid of cancer with cannabis. They certainly can. 
That's why we're here. Thanks, Kelly. Well, thank you both. And we'd like to remind our listeners that if you have a story about the medical use of cannabis and would like to share that story with us, then uh, connect with us at CannabisHealthRadio.com and we'll just see what happens. Your story can actually change a life, save a life. You never know what happens in this business. And if you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. As I mention each podcast, you can become a monthly supporter for as little as $5 a month on our Patreon page. And you can also make a one-time donation through our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And we're very, very grateful for your support. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with the next podcast on Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.